Hello, uh, and welcome to this non zero one special edition podcast. Whoa. Yeah, with myself, Fran Miller. Uh, me, John Hunter. And me, Kat Harrison. And the fourth member of non zero one who can't be with us today uh, because she is on uh, parental leave is Sarah Butcher. Why are we doing the podcast, Kat? It has been 10 years since we made our first piece of work. And so we thought it would be uh, an interesting time to reflect on everything we've done at this point and maybe pass on some pearls of wisdom, Ooh. if we have any. It might. I mean, it's going to be an, an emotional ride for yeah, everybody. Strap in. Yeah, strap in. <laughs> exactly. So we asked some people who have been very important to our journey over the last 10 years to pose some questions to us, uh, which we attempt to answer one by one per episode. There are eight in total. So we hope you enjoy. And if you'd like to find out any more information about Non-Zero One, you can visit our website at www.nonzero1.com uh, and drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line? I don't know. Yeah, just give us a bell. This question is from Dan Rebellato, uh, who was um, at the time of us being resident theatre company at Royal Holloway, where we were lecturing, the head of drama and theatre. And so he was the person who brought us to Royal Holloway, brought us back mm. as lecturers. Um, he's also a writer uh, and has always been uh, a lecturer at the uh, university when we were studying as well so he's been kind enough to give us the question when you've taught theatre what have you learned about theatre um, so I guess like there's a tiny bit of context which is that um, we were resident theatre company at Royal Holloway from 2012 to 2014 and that meant that we were responsible for taking a couple of classes and working on the syllabus and then lecturing um and that mainly that was me and alex uh turner in that more formal kind of uh week to week setting um but all of us have been involved in teaching those classes and then we've also worked sort of in workshop settings um uh, across many, many different projects and also not projects as well, just sort of workshops or summer schools and stuff like that. And so I, I think the question, we can open it out to like any kind of time that we've done talks and workshops as well. For sure. But the, actually, the first thing that came to my mind was um, some guest lecturing that I've um, been lucky enough to do with uh, Rachel Briscoe um, from Fanshen. Where where we've done kind of a non zero one fan shen um, double act double act yeah exactly does it yeah I think it's a great double act yeah. what I've always loved about doing that is um, learning how different non zero one is to fan shen um, even though we both kind of identify as like working in interaction and participation and to a certain extent like social engagement and social justice and that kind of stuff is um, how different we work as a collective yeah. to Rachel and Dan who who mostly form Fanshen I know they also bring on lots of different collaborators for their projects but um just stuff like how we navigate the world in terms of for us we often work as um to to commission like the majority of our um career has been to respond to open calls 
and to invites from promoters and venues and organizations um and that seems to that that's kind of like a sector of the theater world in which we exist quite comfortably in and i feel like we quite like being given a provocation and running with it and then there's this whole other theater world which is um not doing that at all and starting with an idea every time and then like fundraising for that particular idea which is much more how Rachel and Dan seem to work and I just just I remember it just being like a little bit of um a mind-blowing exercise because you know when you're just like oh but I just assumed everyone did it like us yeah and right. actually yeah and I think that like any time where your context is like okay we're going to go into the process now of making something making something happen there is that opportunity to sort of have that blown wide open by if you're trying to teach it or you're 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 teaching with somebody who's also got that process and they've had to go through the the um the go through the motions as well of kind of breaking that down and not just taking it for granted and not just going oh that's the way we do it so it must be the way everybody does it and I mm. think that when you um when you're finally put in that position where you're asked not just to do something but to also help someone else understand mm. how you do something or why you do something it's a major learning tool for yourself because when everything is so sort of second nature or habitual you, you you know we kind of get in a room and there's not necessarily a question at the beginning of every day okay how are we going to work today or how what approach are we going to take it's a little bit like well we we've been doing the uh working with the same group of people and obviously collaborators too which we talk about in a separate episode but um for a long time there's not that need to blow it apart every single time and i think that when you go into a workshop situation or into a room with a, a group of students or people who are there specifically to learn about how you might approach making work you're like oh how do i explain this like what do I even know what I'm actually doing do I know what I'm doing <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, 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 the, yeah, that's, that's the thing I think I've always been scared of teaching teaching freaks me out yeah because it's like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what I mean like we've so just true. we've just made it up and I yeah, think and I also think having worked at the the national as well like some of the reasons that are made were we when we were learning were like Maybe the staircase represents the, I don't know, like going up into into the, the heavens and actually it's about blah, 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 I don't know. You know, you give a you give a reason for why stuff is. And then actually it was down to the practicalities because, you know, they couldn't afford it or they couldn't do this, that and the other. We had to cut it. You know, actually the timing of the theatre needed to be closed by this certain time. So they had to cut the script. So that bit went, you know, it's sort of like actually quite a lot of our decision making or is sometimes like um why did you use the six voices what did that represent like how did you we're like well there was there was six of us and there were six examiners so um <laughs> six. six do you know what I mean like so and I, that's I think that's what scares me about it because suddenly I'm like I I don't know where to start I have it here when I work at the national as well you're like if someone asked me to do that 
gala again. I'm like, I literally don't know how to how to do that. I like, remember how I did that. <laughs> yeah, right. The thought of so how am I supposed to explain it to somebody else? But you did it, and we did it, and there was you know logic and reason, and we everything was thought through, and we have to have purpose to it, so we can talk into that. But also, everyone's craft is different, so I do find it very. Um, I always panic when somebody asks me to go and speak about something or talk, but then you just have to have an open conversation and be honest with how you go about stuff. So yeah, I'm trying to think what I've learned from teaching. It's yeah. like that pressure. Well, myself. you just you kind of said in a way, it's like you actually learn that maybe you don't have to present something as as a story that's complete and sort of authoritative and yeah. like it's the way to do it. And now I'd like to see you do it this mm. way. But if you do get the opportunity to have a bit more of a conversation, you know, like that's in your gift as a teacher to decide that you're going to set up any situation to feel conversational rather than like okay sit there take notes like and then I want to see you make a piece of work exactly the same as how I would have done it yeah. like no one's asking yeah, you exactly. to do that uh, you know no no university uh, would really expect that what they want from some resident theatre company is year after year of students coming out making work that looks like we would have made it and like I actually that was a big learning point for me when we first started Uh, when I first started uh, teaching on the course at Royal Holloway was that in my head I slightly couldn't reconcile like what why am I here like what what, you know like don't I don't have a PhD None of us has a PhD. None of us has an MA. And so, like, on paper, the qualifications are very uh, lacking compared (laughs) to, uh, you know, our peers who would be teaching at university who have either done their PhDs or they're doing their PhDs. And you're a bit, it's like that imposter syndrome again, a little bit like why, what justifies my position here Mm. as somebody standing at the front Mm. telling you or asking you how you would do something or, or this is how this is done Mm. and like I think you saying that like having that experience of knowing that it is a mixture of logic and process and reason and justification that actually if you're going to be able to practically make work rather than just talk about it all day you that's valuable too and like um I didn't have any more on that point I think we can be proud of and that we can say that we are good at because it's been the heart of our practice the whole time is asking questions mm-hmm. and I you know I feel like we've become really good question askers not necessarily question answerers <laughs> but question askers and that comes into our teaching as well so you know we I think we really appreciate that everybody is an expert of their own experience and like even if we're um given a position like teacher or leader of this workshop all that is for us is the person who's asking the questions it's not the person who's going this is how it's done I think there was a lot of anxiety in my part to feel like I was there because of the work that we made meaning that the work that was getting produced out of this devising course sort of needed to look and feel a bit like our work and like you know although I was we were saying earlier of course that's not the case Mm. like I don't think I appreciated that to begin with but you're in that sort of position where you're like okay so is it my job to help you understand why you might like this Mm -hmm. or is it my job to hear what you're saying which is I want to make that kind of work and go okay you make that kind of work and I will work out if I can help you (laughs) Um, but then you're also asked to market 
And it's like, okay, so this isn't about whether I like what you've done or whether I would make it in the same way, but whether you convince me that you know why you've done it and like you don't need to know anything about Stanislavski and so on and so forth necessarily if someone's able to present it to you uh so that it teaches you that then um you you're confident that they know the why and I think that like you were saying earlier Fran the why suddenly becomes the big question not the what it's not just I did this, then I did this. Mm. But there's so much pressure, at least when we were students, I remember, to constantly give the justification and the why and the yeah. sort of like, but do you know why you did that? Mm -hmm. Can you tell that story? Can you explain your process? And like marking, um, you know, end of year exams and stuff, a third of the mark was for process. I maybe this, this is probably going to sound super egotistical, but like being able to see even if it's just for us, like in the same way that we have been influenced yeah. by oh, the work of so yeah. many like gob squads and blast theories and um, frantics and every everything, force and mm. you know, the whole longness that we have, like just those little nuggets of things where you go, oh, that's a little bit, maybe took a little bit of uh, non-zero one inspiration there. And I, I remember um, after one uh, guest lecturer, a student coming up and saying, oh, I saw uh, oh, mountaineering so at the Roundhouse. Yeah. yeah. And and I remember immediately um, thinking, you know, I, I was at that point with that um, that piece of work. It was probably about a year after we'd done yeah. mountaineering. And all I could think of when I thought of that piece was like, oh, God, like this was awful about it. And this was really a struggle. And um, it had s such a big like flaw that we never managed to like Crack. sort out. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, oh, God, like the first thing you want to do is it. go, sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I was like, oh, I God, saw mountaineering did. at the uh, Oh, God. Did you? Don't oh, judge us just on that. Please, did you say, but, Don't hurt me. But you know, and, I, and, and her coming over, and it be, and, and, her, and, and she said, um, and it was one of the most inspirational things I've ever seen. And, um, Really? <laughs> um, you know, it, she was like, it's 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 completely influenced my practice, and you know, and and she sent some uh, work to us afterwards. That I yeah. think I sent round to, yeah, and um, and and that was just obviously that's just like so yeah. gorgeous. But it was it was kind of unexpected in in the way that, it, but in a great way because actually you can see some of that work and probably also see the flaws in it and still be able to make. Yeah. something great as yeah. well and I think that experience also kind of taught me that it's it, you know like it, gonna get their own experiences you know them. and and what is this need um to be an expert like yeah. for us it's like let's get the work out there like like yeah. let's try something let's experiment like we're not gonna yeah let's yeah. use let's use like our voice let's use the fact that we we know how to ask people questions mm -hmm. and you know we're always trying to improve like how we reach people and how we reach um, people that might not ever engage in this kind of work sort of organically or easily and and sort of just allow ourselves to kind of fail a little bit and be open about that and um and and also allow other people to be inspired by it mm. was it is really nice that's that really interesting the fail allow ourselves to fail a little bit and i think yeah 
I think there is something about um, going back to the sort of collective of the six of us that we feel sort of, I, I personally feel safer being part of the six to be able to take risks within our work, I think, yeah, because you're sort yeah. of protect, protected by your friends. And I think that's how we create. And it always is because it's like, ping, 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 off ideas. Um, uh, and it must have been like really terrifying. But then going in, going, actually, I've got all these voices behind me and I've got this like logic and reason of how we make and we take risks and we've always, you know, we kind of and you can talk about that failure as a as a as a failure of a team. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, because because it's really like allowing people to fail and and mm-hmm. like being able to go. You know, it's yep, it's take risks, but also know that we risks, can fail. It's going to be yeah. okay. Yeah, and maybe I I kind of agree that maybe it's a bit easier for us because our failures and and successes mm-hmm. are as are as a United team, um, yeah. as a collective. In terms of uh, like hard and fast learning points about what have you learned about theatre through teaching theatre, I remember being a student, um, right, which really helped, obviously, yeah. actually, like, do your reading, watch as much stuff as yeah. you can, and you will actually start to appreciate something that's like quite beautiful, but sort of quite frustrating, which is that it's all been done before. When I was learning, uh, when I was trying to put together some materials and reference materials for devising where it was sort of centered or or based on you, you know the world of uh interactive performance you know i was reading about station house opera in something mm. like 1973 mm-hmm. basically recording instructions for each other on tape walkmans yeah and then giving them to one another and then the person putting on the headphones pressing play and just carrying out the instructions that were recorded so you know turn left and walk through the door okay now you're through the door I want you to go and cross the road and the article the scholarly article that I was reading was much more about where does the responsibility lie in that moment you know like if that person crosses the road and gets hit by a car but the instruction was cross the road now do you kind of assume that the person who said cross the road is only asking you to do that because it's safe and kind of going, oh, my God, we've had this conversation so many times, not just amongst ourselves, but also with other <laughs> academics, theatre makers, where it kind of feels like you're coming up with that question for the first time and going, yeah, but just think about the responsibility. And like you see it so much now with oh, the yeah. popularisation of things like secret cinema and all these right, really amazing things that it's such a win for us and for our peers and colleagues that... There is an appetite and uh, for, for, for experiences like that and that companies like Secret Cinema are able to find a way to market that so that people understand like, oh, wow, this is for me and this is really exciting. Mm-hmm. But like, um, that's not to say they it's just been invented. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really good point that like nothing is original and like you just hope that... Um, some of those companies and you know the station house operas the gary stevens the uh rosemary lee's like all of those kinds of artists that have been um doing this incredible stuff you just hope that they look at the work that we make in the same way that we look at the work that the students we've worked with and things make and go that's amazing that you can see that inspiration by mm. and that development and this is where it's going and yeah to open the eyes of isn't it like yeah. that's what we've learned like we had our eyes opened at the beginning of university to companies that we'd never experienced before yeah. the work we never experienced before how they made it etc and for us and to be able to 
and to realize that that actually is the most important thing in teaching that to experience other work to to find out how that's being done then that's that's sort of the crucial element of it of what we learned yeah absolutely Thank you for joining us for this podcast with Non-Zero One. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And if that was your first one, there are seven more or six more if you've done two. So you can make your way through the whole... <laughs> are you going to get through all the numbers? You make your way through the whole How lot of them. How many more are there if you've done such a nice five. time. There'll be three more. And then when you've done seven, you'll only have one more to go. And if you've done eight, you can join Non-Zero One. <laughs> And you also will have listened to this outro eight times as well. Sorry about it. All right then. See you later. Bye.